0: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: Jesus began to teach them. Remember in his teaching, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your soul. He gives us rest. And we don't find rest anywhere in this world. Only in Jesus do we find rest for our soul. Here he, he says of the lost sheep of the house of Israel, they have forgotten their resting place. The resting place is in God.
0: In Jeremiah, we learned that the people of Israel often forgot who their resting place was. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 29, Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul." In today's message, Pastor Dan reminds us that the only true place to find rest for the soul is in Jesus. So be still and know that He is Lord and that He is your true resting place. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jeremiah chapter 50 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: be in uh, Jeremiah chapter 50 tonight, if you want to turn there in your Bible for me. Jeremiah chapter 50. I wanted to do chapters 50 and 51 tonight, but uh, chapter 50 is a real long chapter, so we're we're just going to do chapter 50 this evening. Jeremiah 50. We're also going to look at some verses in Revelation chapter 18, which if you want to go ahead and mark that in your Bible, you can, so it's easier for you to turn there when the time comes. So Jeremiah chapter 50, Revelation chapter 18. Well, just as a reminder, the first 45 chapters of the book of Jeremiah were prophecies written to the kingdom of Judah. And then beginning in chapter 46, uh, we had prophecies describing the judgment of nations that were hostile to Israel and hostile to the, the Israelites. So Beginning in chapter 46, uh, we looked at the judgment against Egypt and then the Philistines and then Moab and Ammon and Edom and Damascus and Kedar and Hazor and Elam. And I mentioned in a previous study that we're told in the New Testament, Jesus tells us in Matthew 25, that when Jesus Christ returns to the earth, He will gather the nations and he will judge the nations in part based on how the nations have treated the Israelites, how the nations have treated uh, Israel. That will be part of the final judgment when Jesus Christ returns. So now we come to chapter 50 this evening. And in chapters 50 and 51, we have the judgment of Babylon. Jeremiah writes almost as much as, about the judgment of Babylon as he writes about the judgment of these other nations that we've already talked about. He spends 110 verses talking about the judgment of Babylon. He spent 121 verses on the judgment of all those other nations that we've already looked at. So he talks about the judgment of Babylon as much as he talks about all of the judgment of all the other nations We've already mentioned, and that just really shows us the significance of Babylon in the ancient world. Babylon was the superpower in the days of Jeremiah, and it was Babylon that, you know, came in and conquered Jerusalem, conquered Judah, carried away the people of Judah into captivity, removed them from their land, and so it's kind of fitting that God has more to say to Babylon than any other nation. And what we see in these closing chapters of the book of Jeremiah, what we see here really two themes. First, we see the judgment of Babylon. And second, we see the restoration of Israel and Judah to their homeland. God's going to bring them back. So let's look at verse 1. The word that the Lord spoke against Babylon and against the land of the Chaldeans by Jeremiah the prophet. And and the region was known as Chaldea. Babylon was the main city or the capital city in that region. The Babylonian Empire conquers all of that area, even down to Egypt. They conquer Egypt as well. So Babylon takes over the whole you know, Middle East, the whole Mediterranean, they conquer all of it. If you remember, it's interesting. Abraham was, you know, he's the father of the Israelites. He's originally from Ur of the Chaldees, he, he's originally from what became Babylon. God called him to leave Ur of the Chaldees to go to the Promised Land, what would become the land of Israel. God gives him the land and his descendants, the descendants of Abraham, he gives them the land to dwell in, but then the people rebel against God. And so what does God do? He removes them from the promised land and he sends them back to Babylon. He sends them back to the land that Abraham originally came from. which I think is just interesting. So now he goes on in verse 2. And he says, declare among the nations. Proclaim and set up a standard, set up a billboard, a sign. Proclaim, do not conceal it. Say, Babylon is taken. Bel is shamed. Merodach is broken in pieces. Her idols are humiliated. Her images are broken in pieces. God tells Jeremiah to declare this message about Babylon's destruction to all the nations, not just Judah, but to all the nations because the Babylonians terrorized everybody. You know, everybody feared the Babylonians and so everybody would be happy to hear the good news that Babylon will be destroyed and Babylon will be Judge. So Jeremiah is to, to declare this to all the nations. He says, Set up a standard, put up a sign, put up billboards declaring the destruction of Babylon. Baal and, here and Merodach, those were the chief gods worshipped in Babylon. And notice it, it says, Babylon is taken. Not Babylon will be taken, but Babylon is taken. God sees the fall of Babylon as something that has already taken place, even though it hasn't happened yet. He sees it as a certainty. It will happen. And so God speaks of it as it has already happened. And he says, declare this. Babylon is taken. Babylon is destroyed. Now, the Bible tells us, in the last days, there will rise a world leader who will come on the scene that the Bible refers to as the Antichrist, that all of the world will look to as the Savior. And he's going to be the one that everybody is trusting in and putting their hope in to save the world. And we're told in the book of Revelation, the Antichrist is going to create kind of this world economic system. This world economic system that in Revelation is referred to as Babylon. Babylon the Great. And this world economic system, it will be an anti-God system that the the whole world economy will be united in this system. It will just be one economy, and it will be an anti-God, anti-God government, anti-God economy that's going to run the world under the Antichrist. The Bible also tells us that the spirit of Antichrist is already at work in the world there is already this push or this move toward uh, making everything anti-God. Within the government, within the economy, all of it is moving that direction. And I think you probably see that in the world that we live in today. The spirit of Antichrist is already at work. During the last days, during the Great Tribulation, when this world leader comes on the scene, he creates this economic system that the Bible calls Babylon the great. And we're told in Revelation chapter 14 that an angel will declare, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Before Babylon falls, an angel will declare its destruction before it actually happens. Announcing it to the world that this economic system is going to be destroyed. Just as you have here, where the Lord declares the destruction of the empire of Babylon before it actually takes place.
0: Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive
1: prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the word of God to those who need it. Thanks Pastor
0: Dan and thank you for praying. Now let's finish today's message.
1: And it says here again, it says that the gods of Babylon that they they trusted in will be shamed, they'll be humiliated. In verse 3 it says, for out of the north a nation comes up against her, against Babylon, which shall Make her land desolate, and no one shall dwell therein. They shall move, they shall depart, both man and beast. Now, the Babylonian empire was conquered by the Medo-Persian empire. But when the Medo-Persians came in and conquered Babylon, they didn't make the land desolate, as it says here. The people didn't flee from the land and the Medo-Persians invaded and came in. In the book of Daniel, Daniel lives uh, in Babylon when the Medo-Persians come in and conquer the city of Babylon. And Daniel continues to live in the city of Babylon after the Medo-Persians conquer it. And the Medo-Persians make Babylon a ruling center within their empire. So what is this talking about then here? In verse 3, it talks about Babylon being Desolate, it talks about nobody dwelling there, it talks about the people fleeing, departing, both man and beast fleeing from the land of Babylon. This is looking ahead to Babylon the Great at the end of the age. That world system that will be destroyed, that's what it's looking ahead to. At that time it will be a complete destruction, desolation. That's talking about uh, Revelation chapter 17 and 18. And in those days, and in that time, says the Lord, the children of Israel shall come, they and the children of Judah together, with continual weeping, they shall come and seek the Lord their God. Notice the word Lord is all capital letters in your Bible. It's the name Yahweh, Jehovah. So they will come. And they will seek Jehovah, their God. They shall ask the way to Zion with their faces toward it, saying, come and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that will not be forgotten. Again, this is a prophecy that really has a twofold fulfillment. There's the near and the far of this prophecy the people of Judah that are carried into captivity in Babylon in Jeremiah's day, they will have the opportunity to return back to their own land. But notice in verse 4, it says, the children of Israel shall come and the children of Judah together. Well, it was only the people of Judah that were taken to Babylon. But here we see Israel and Judah brought together This is talking about the restoration of Israel in the last days where both Israel and Judah are reunited as one nation. They return to their own land. And you might be thinking, well, wait a minute. Isn't Israel Israel reunited right now as a nation? Yes, it is. But the Bible says that's going to happen in the last days. You have the nation of Israel reunited. Notice they will return with continual Weeping, it says. This speaks of their repentance. Again, this is looking ahead to the last days. When Israel is a nation again, the people of Israel and Judah are reunited. They're together, they're one, and they have deep repentance at that time. In the book of Zechariah, for example, I'll just read it to you, but in Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10, There the Lord says, and I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me, the Lord says, they will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. Then, in the last days, when the Spirit of God is poured out on the Jewish people, God says, they will look on me whom they pierced. But when do they pierce God? When they crucified Jesus Christ. And they will mourn at that time. They will lament the fact that they rejected Jesus the first time he came to them. And they crucified him. Again, verse 5 says... They will join themselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant. This is speaking of the new covenant that Jesus established in his blood. They will join to the Lord in a perpetual covenant. It says that will not be forgotten. It will never end. God describes this new covenant and back in Jeremiah 31. He describes it in Ezekiel 11. Now God says of his people... In verse 6, my people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray. Speaking of the leaders of Israel, they have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. You know, Jesus, when he came and he sees the multitudes of people by the Sea of Galilee, and it says he was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And they were weary, they were tired, they were agitated, spiritually. They had no rest. It says that Jesus began to teach them. Remember in his teaching, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your soul. He gives us rest. And we don't find rest anywhere in this world. Only in Jesus do we find rest for our soul. Here he, he says of the lost sheep of the house of Israel, they have forgotten their resting place. Their resting place is in God. All who have found them, it says in verse seven, have devoured them. You know they're scattered on the hillsides. They have you know, in the mountains. They have no shepherd to protect them. They're vulnerable. They're easy targets. They're devoured. Their adversary said, "We have not offended because they have sinned against the Lord." the habitation of justice, the Lord, the hope of their fathers. The the nations have said, hey, we're justified in doing this. They've sinned. They've turned against their God. They've brought this on themselves. Now, verse 8, the Lord speaks to the people of Judah that are dwelling in Babylon. And he says, move from the midst of Babylon. Go out of the land of the Chaldeans and be like the rams before The flocks, the Lord commanded His people to leave Babylon, He says, like the rams before the flock. The rams would usually go ahead of the flock. If you had a flock, for example, in a, a sheep pen, when they would open the door, the rams typically will go out first and lead the way out of the sheepfold. And what the Lord is saying here to His people that are in Babylon is, hey, when the door is open for you to leave Babylon and return to your own land. Go. Go. Get out of Babylon. Go back to your own land. Seize that opportunity. We know the Bible tells us that when Cyrus, the king of the Persians, when he gave the Israelites the opportunity to return back to their own land, that only a small remnant left Babylon. Most of them chose to stay. In fact, we're told less than 50,000 men left Babylon and returned back to the land. The the rest of them just stayed in Babylon. They didn't leave. Verse 9 says, For behold, I will raise and cause to come up against Babylon an assembly of great nations from the north country, and they shall array themselves against her. From there she shall be captured. Their arrows shall be like those of an expert warrior, None shall return in vain. And Chaldea shall become plunder. All who plunder her shall be satisfied, says the Lord, because, here's why, you were glad because you rejoiced, you destroyers of my heritage, because you've grown fat like a heifer, threshing grain, and you bellow. Like bulls. God described Babylon here as the destroyers of my heritage in verse 11. This is why God's judging them. This is why God is judging that nation because they took pleasure in destroying God's people, they took pleasure in mistreating God's people. And he says they've grown fat. Like a heifer, they've grown proud is the idea. They've become self-satisfied and just living for themselves, just living for their own satisfaction. It says in verse 13, because of the wrath of the Lord, she shall not be inhabited, speaking of Babylon, but she shall be wholly desolate. Everyone who goes by Babylon shall be horrified and hiss at all her Again, this is talking about the judgment that we find in Revelation at the end of the tribulation period, at the end of the age. It's not talking about the empire of Babylon in Jeremiah's day. The coming judgment will astonish the nations. Again, this is talking about the last days. People will be astonished when economic Babylon falls and is destroyed. In fact, why don't you turn with me over to Revelation. We'll look at that. Revelation chapter 18. Again, there's going to be a world leader that the Bible calls the Antichrist. The world won't call him the Antichrist, but that's what the Bible calls him. And everybody's going to put their hope and their trust in this one leader. He's going to bring temporary peace to the world, economic prosperity to the world. And everybody's going to think, this is the guy that we've been waiting for. This is the guy we've been looking for to fix all the problems that the world is facing. He's going to create an economic system for the world, and many people are going to get rich off of that system. Many people are going to prosper. You think the stock market's breaking records now? You know, it's really going to be booming then. People are going to love this system, and this system is known as Babylon, the Great. Revelation 18, after these things, this is verse 1, after these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory, and he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying,
2: He asked me how I know, I say, bring than the finest crystal.
0: That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. If you'd like to hear more teachings from Pastor Dan, we invite you to visit our website, calvaryec.com. There you'll have access to our library of previous messages available to listen to online or download to take with you on the go. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Each time we post a new teaching, you'll get a notification and be able to listen right away. We're so blessed to be able to provide you with insightful messages taken straight from the pages of God's Word. We pray you've been encouraged today by what you've heard. We'd like to take a moment to ask you to partner with us as we continue to build this ministry. God is using programs like Ring of Truth to share the message of the gospel through a virtual mission field. Now, more than ever, people are being reached through radio and online teachings. We're so glad we could be a part of it, and we're eager to see where God will take us next. Would you join us in seeking God's will for this ministry? We'd also ask that you keep our listeners in your prayers, that they'll be open to how God is speaking to them. We know God listens to the prayers of His people, and we appreciate you partnering with us in this way. Thanks for joining us today. We encourage you to take the things you're learning in this study and apply them in your daily life. In our next edition, Pastor Dan will continue teaching verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter, through the book of Jeremiah, here on Ring of Truth.
2: I see the signs and I recognize them.